You're now listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Our message today was preached by our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff Laird. Have a listen. Welcome to SPC Online for another week. Just wanted to say a quick thanks to Steve and Ann for leading us in worship today and also to our online team and to our pastoral staff for all the good work that they are doing every week. We appreciate it very much. You know, in this global pandemic that we're experiencing, I keep seeing the phrase, what you need to know. I keep seeing this phrase everywhere, a whole bunch of times. What we need to know about COVID-19, what we need to know about washing our hands, what we need to know about how to do church online, what we need to know about buying groceries, what we need to know about applying for government assistance, and on and on it goes. I keep seeing this phrase. And so I had this thought that I wanted to share with you three things that the Apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, thought was very important for all of us to know. And it's found in Ephesians 1, beginning at verse 18, and it says this, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. An amazing portion of scripture. First, here's, uh, I got three things that, uh, that we want you to know or that Paul uh, touches on in this passage. The first is this. We need to know God's hope. We need to know God's hope. Paul, he says, Paul says that he wants our hearts to be flooded with light so that we can understand the confident hope that God has given to us. Now remember, it's confident hope. It's not, I hope so, or I hope the warm weather will come soon. It's much greater than that. It is confidence. It is assurance for the future. In fact, Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. You see, before we knew Jesus, we lived in this world without God and without hope. But now things have changed. In Jesus, we have a living hope for this life and the life to come. This hope, it's a strong dynamic force and it drives us to live in holiness, to be faithful, to to be obedient to the Lord. It gives us motivation to share with others who need hope for themselves. In fact, in 1 John, 
it says that one day we are going to see him and we will be like him. That's what it says. And that confident hope motivates us to live for God right now. See, the lives we live, the service that we offer, everything that we do for the Lord, it really matters right here, right now. There is an eternity that awaits us all after this life ends. We have hope for now and forevermore. Hope is such a powerful thing and we get to offer this to people and to everybody. See, we all need it and we all want it. And in these days especially, people could use some real confident hope. We have seen that when we put our hope in money, in uh, technology, in the stock markets, we can be deeply disappointed. So many things that we put our hope in are temporary. They will not last. And God wants us to know that we can hope in him. And it's a hope that will last forever. He is eternal and he is with us in this life and in the life and in the life that's beyond the grave. Our hope is built on the promises of God that are ours in Christ. Our future is secure and, our, and that knowledge, it gives us strength. Hope gives us strength. It gives us courage to live well in the present time. The world didn't give us this hope, come on, and the world can't take it away. Put your hope in Jesus. He is the one, the only one who conquered sin and death. God wants everybody to know about the hope that he will give to any person who is ready to receive it. So the first is, what do we need to know? We need to know God's hope. Second, we need to know who we are in Christ. Ephesians 1.18, it goes, it goes on to say also that believers are his holy people. We are his rich and his glorious inheritance. God wants believers to know who they are in Christ. That sometimes Paul writes about the, the things that we, uh, that we will inherit from God, that, that our inheritance is rich because of being adopted into the family of God. But sometimes he refers to what God possesses in us, that we are his inheritance, and this is one of those times. We inherit great blessings, and God considers us to be his inheritance. We are a great treasure. I know it's hard to imagine, but it's true. Look at Ephesians 4, verse 1, and it says this, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. See, if we are considered that valuable to the Lord, then Paul is encouraging us, we need to live a life that's worthy of the calling that is now upon us. We are children of the King and we need to act like it. We are His. We are bought with a price. We are called and set apart to be His mouth, His hands, His feet here on the earth right now. See, you have been gifted and empowered, child of God. You have been set free and set loose on this earth to pray and to work and to live, to see his kingdom come and his will be done. 
See, you can do it, child of God. Come on, someone said amen. You can do it. Stop selling yourself short. Stop listening to what the enemy says about you, what people say about you. Live a life worthy of your calling. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Look, I get it. I know that it's hard to see ourselves as a great prize. We, we tend to see all of our mistakes. We tend to focus on our faults and the shame and the regret that we live with because of bad choices in the past. And the enemy can put it into our heads that we are damaged, that we're broken, that we're just not good enough, not talented enough. We, we think badly about ourselves a lot. But I want to encourage you today. It's time that you got a second opinion. Come on. Get a second opinion from the one who matters most. Jesus loves us and died for us. In Christ, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. He is with us and in us. He lives with us and in us to enable us to accomplish things that are way above our pay grade. That's what we can do, child of God. See, it's kind of like God sees us for who we can be and not necessarily where we are at the moment. You see, we, we look at our past and we look at our present, but I think sometimes God looks into the future and he sees us for who we can be. Let me give you a couple quick examples, uh, an Old Testament and a New Testament. Uh, first, Gideon in Judges chapter 6. The Lord appears to him and says to him, Gideon, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Now, at that moment, let me tell you, you can read the story after. Gideon was no hero. In fact, Gideon was afraid. He was a coward. He was hiding. He didn't want anybody to know where he was. But the great news is, you read the story for yourself if you don't know, but he did become a mighty hero. He won, with the Lord's help, an impossible battle. And so what God called him that day was actually true. A New Testament example, Simon was brought to Jesus to meet him and Jesus looked at him and the first words out of his mouth were, you will be called Peter, which means rock. Now at that moment, Simon was definitely no rock. He was, he, he, he was a bit of a loud mouth. He, he sort of talked a lot before he thought, one of those kind of guys. He made a lot of mistakes. And even in the end, he abandoned and he even denied knowing Jesus uh, as Jesus was uh, heading to the cross. But later, Simon, now called Peter the rock, did become the person that Jesus knew that he could be. He was the rock. He was the strong leader that the early church needed. And Peter became who Jesus said that he was. So God wants us to know who we are in Christ. It really matters. It really does. When you start looking at some of the things, like let me give you a little bit of a list, like that we are chosen, we are set apart, we are made alive, we are blessed, we are forgiven, we are loved, we are gifted, we are wanted, we are celebrated, we are valued, we are adopted, we are saved, we are purified, we are included, we are set free, we are delivered. Come on, if somebody was here, they'd say, good preaching, pastor. Come on now. That's good stuff. He is 
God, and he has made us children of the Most High. In Christ, this is who we are. In Christ, we are all these things and more. You need to know this. You need to know this. That's number two. So what do we need to know? We need to know God's hope. We need to know who we are in Christ. And last, third point is we need to know God's power. Paul says in Ephesians 1.19 that he wants us to know and to understand the incredible greatness of God's power. And he uses a lot of interesting words to try to describe how amazing and awesome the power of God is. But he, he's talking about a divine, dynamic, eternal, unlimited power that is available to the people of God. See, it's good to know who we are in Christ. But we have to use and have the power to be able to use who we are effectively. How can we be gifted? How can we be, you know, called to do great things above our pay grade? The only way we can is if we tap in to the unlimited power of God. So God's power is good for you. It's good for me. It's good for us. But here's the thing. It is also meant for you to use to impact the lives of others. It's not just for you to keep to yourself. Let me read. It's a, it's a famous little verse in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. God's power is for us to use so that we can take the hope, the peace, the love, the beauty of Jesus out to the world. We need his power in order to do that. Ephesians 1.20 goes on to say that it's the same power that raised Christ from the dead now lives in us. It's called resurrection power. Come on. That same power that raised Jesus has saved us and can now raise us up to live a life that is worthy of the calling that is now placed upon us. Somebody said yes. Come on. See, God's power is immeasurably more than we can imagine. And, and the, the one thing, you know, it's amazing to me, the one thing that nobody can conquer, nobody has ever conquered it, nobody will ever conquer it, Jesus did. It's called death. He wins over death. He has power, resurrection power, that nobody else has. No person, no force on heaven uh, or on earth or below the earth, the Bible says that nobody can touch the power of God. We may be subject to the power of an economy. We may be subject to the power of a boss. We are now subject to the power of a virus. But let me encourage you, there is nothing that compares to the power of Jesus. You know, whatever is bothering you today, if, if there's something that's really troubling you today, I want to encourage you, it doesn't have ultimate power over you. Only Jesus does. Give it to the Lord and let the power of God work for you. And let's see what God can do to turn an impossible situation into something miraculous. 
I encourage you to give that to the Lord. The same power that raised Jesus can save us and put us on that level that we can live a life worthy of the calling that is on us. God's power is immeasurably more than we can imagine. And, you know, it's, it is, like I said, the one thing that nobody conquered, Jesus did. And so be encouraged. Be encouraged today. We can overcome temptation. We can live free. We can have joy. We can have purpose and meaning beyond ourselves because of him and because of his power. Verse 20 says that he's been seated uh, in the place of honor at God's right hand. And let me just put up for you verses 21 and 22 that follow. It says, now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. Everything and everyone has been put under the authority of Christ. Like in the book of Philippians, it, it says it so well that one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. He is the one. One more verse uh, as we uh, wrap up today. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. God wants us to know His power. He wants us to get the benefit from his power. He wants us to use his power to benefit the world and to take it to the streets and beyond. That the greatest power shortage, let me say this, the greatest power shortage that this world has ever seen is a church that's not tapped into the power of God. It is on us to tap in. He wants us to know it. He wants to give it to us. He wants us to live in it and to use it freely. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in you, believer. You. Not just me. You. Can you imagine that? Just think about that. It's an amazing truth. God wants us to know his hope God wants us to know who we are in Christ and God wants us to know his power. So when I go around hearing and reading this phrase, what you need to know about this, what you need to know about this, I want you to know what you need to know is God's hope, who you are in Jesus and God's power. Those are three things that we need to know. And so I encourage you with that today. God has these things for us. These things are for those who believe and receive. And if you're watching today and you've made it all the way to the end of this sermon, there's something in you that is calling you and drawing you that you know that you're not the person maybe that you could be. You know that there's more potential, that maybe you've never given Jesus a chance. And I want you to know today that all of these things are for those who believe and receive. 
And if you would give him a chance, you would find that he will not disappoint you. He will come. Any heart that cries out in an authentic way, you will get an authentic response back. Jesus does love you. He is for you. And he can do great things in you and through you if you would just give him a chance. I encourage you, if you're watching today, go onto our website. All of our emails are there. Reach out to us. We want to make contact with you. We want to see God do something great in your life. So God bless you today. Let's bow and pray together as we wrap up. Father, thank you today for your amazing love. Thank you, Lord, that there are so many wonderful things that we can know about you. Thank you, Lord, that, that we can experience your hope in a world that is desperate for it, Lord. Thank you that we can experience your hope. Thank you, Lord, for the encouragement when we start thinking about who we are in Christ and how that is such a blessing and a strength to us. Thank you, Jesus, for winning the victory and helping us to share in that victory with you. Thank you for giving us the ability to know your power, to tap in that we can be people who are overcomers. We can be more than conquerors. We can, Lord, experience life and we can live a life that is worthy of your calling. So I pray today, Father, that you would strengthen us, encourage us, and bless us. Father, today in Jesus' name, draw those who don't know you to yourself. Pour out, Lord, healing, Lord, upon this land and upon our community. We ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would bring good, Lord, out of something that seems so bad. We are trusting you, Lord. Our hope is in you. Thank you today for all that you are, and for all that you have done, and for all, Lord, that you're going to do. We bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. God bless you. We'll be back next Sunday, and we'll see you then. You have been listening to the Stovall Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stovall Pentecostal Church, including events, ministries, and service time, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. You can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast store, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.